0: You for tuning into the metal forge i am mark jackson and i'm your host the premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music if you want to contact me hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com and now let's get this show on the road What is going on metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. And this week I have Chevy McQuaid Jr. from Skulovich Bastard Cross and Unchained Tapes here in the Metal Forge and we're going to be talking about some awesome Pennsylvania metal and tape label awesomeness. So how the fuck is everybody this week? I am doing fairly well cannot complain it has been an interesting last couple of weeks for me here in the metal forge as you all know i did say something uh here within the last few weeks i know that i was going to be starting to do some photography at shows and i did my first couple uh one of which i'll be reviewing next week on the episode and that's the who and the haunt not haunt with trevor church but The first show I got to photograph with like a pass was Exodus Testament and Death Angel at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky. And it was absolutely bad ass, like 110 fucking percent bad ass. Uh, I've played open for all three of those bands in the past. They never cease to amaze me with the awesome show that they put on, no matter what era it seems and the last time, you know, I got to I got to actually open for Exodus. Rob Dukes was on vocals and now I got to see him with Zetro and it was so fucking cool. Because, you know, I watch uh, episodes of The Toxic Vault and stuff like that, which Zetro does. It's like his video podcast kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Which kind of brings me to my point here. I am always a guy who has like wanted to in my own personal music taste I've always wanted a band that you never got the same set twice. Whether it be you could go on a Thursday and on a Saturday and it would be different both nights. Yeah, you would probably have some of the core songs the same. Like for example, like Metallica's always gonna play Inner Sandman and Sad but True and like one. And shit like that, right? but like getting the weird off the beaten path like fixer for you know all you uh load and reload album fans out there or trapped under ice or whatever, you know, just getting the the weird like off the beaten path song, well, I noticed that you know I don't check set f m until after the show because I don't like to be spoiled of what's going to happen. If they came out and played like, for example, like Bonded by Blood first, you know, because Bonded by Blood is a classic. I don't like to, to spoil it because I always look at the time where I take the Injustice for All tour and I consider being in 1988 and 89 when that tour was happening going, you know what, you, unless you had a like a relative that went to a show in the next closest city to you, you didn't know what happened. You know, there wasn't any dirt sheets on the internet. There wasn't any internet and shit like that. So you could, no YouTube, so you couldn't be spoiled, right? So you just had to go to the show and find out, you know, Lady Justice crashes. Uh, Spoiler alert, sorry. (laughs) But I like looking at stuff after the fact on like setlist FM and finding out that, well, you know, Exodus kind of pretty much played the entire set the same same way you know they did 11 songs unless it was somebody's birthday like gary had a birthday and lee is about to have a birthday they do like a happy birthday thing right but it's pretty cool that like they do that stuff that they they do stick to an actual cool set as well and for example like testament set they you know they started with children of the next level and went to the Pale King. They ended up playing uh, World War III, DNR, Legions of the Dead. They even did a bass solo, you know, Steve Giorgio, which I got some pretty cool pictures of him that I'm posting on the website. And if you follow me on any kind of social media, yeah, that's totally cool stuff. But they did, from The Gathering, New World Order, and Titans of Creation, they did three songs from each of those albums. You know, along with Brotherhood of the Snake, Practice What You Preach, the, the Ritual, The Legacy, Souls of Black. They they played songs from all of those, which is totally fucking rad. So, But anyway, I digress. Getting off on a tangent here, you know, I'm good about stuff like that. So we're going to check in with Jason here in the Heavy Metal Wasteland. He's got something a little bit different for you this week and he's going a little bit longer so check him out and we'll be back before we get into
2: Scudovich
0: and Chevy McQuaid.
3: Hey friends, welcome back to The Wasteland. This week I want to do something a little different and highlight some albums that you may have missed during the height of COVID in 2020 and probably the first half of 2021. So the first one I got today is the band The Witch Hazel from the UK. Their Third album, which Hazel 3 Pentecost released back in the fall of 2020, and I have to say, this album might be my favorite of the last few years. Uh, they are a predominantly Christian themed new wave of British heavy metal band, uh, but don't let that scare you because if you are a fan of some awesome riffs and musicianship, uh, this album is probably right up your alley. I would imagine there's a all kinds of styles on this album from hard rockin'. To acoustic vocalists. Uh, there's a use of cello, Hammond organ in it. Uh, it's just a really good mix of stuff and really uh, really quality songwriting that I really can't get enough of in, the, in this day and age of uh, throwaway or forgetful music. Uh, I haven't forgotten this one, and uh, once you listen to it, I don't think you will either, so I highly recommend checking it out. If you're worried about the Christian Tag, uh, think of more like uh, Christian metal during the Crusades or King Arthur days. Uh, I think you'll, uh, I think you'll see what I mean if you listen. To it. Also, on a side note, uh, riff of 2020 has to be the one for the third track. I am redeemed. Uh, it's so damn killer. I-, I wish my band wrote it. So up next is a band called Iron Savior out of Germany, and they released an album called Skycrest. Um. This is a good album, but the one before *Kill or Be Killed* is probably my favorite out of them. But you shouldn't overlook this album. It's um, uh, it's German, it's power metal, it's very Scorpion and Accept influenced. Uh, just great riffs. Uh, it just seems like the guys really have a good time writing their songs. It's all about uh, you know staying positive in the uh, throes of evil and you know the powers that be that. Try to hold their foot on your throat every turn you make, uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, check these guys out. They have a pretty extensive uh, back catalog going back to 1997 or 1998. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for some good German um, power metal, you can find pretty much all you may need for the moment with Iron Savior. and I highly recommend it. So for this next one, I'm going to make a sharp left turn, and I'm going to recommend the Vader album, Solitude and Madness. This came out in May of 2020, and it's almost a grindcore album, if you consider 11 songs in less than 30 minutes uh, grindcore. Uh, probably like a second cousin to grindcore. But uh, man, I love this album. It's, um, it's short, right to the point, doesn't overstay its welcome, heavy as shit. The drumming is amazing, which I just found out that the drummer actually left Vader uh, earlier this year. So, this was his uh, Swan song, and uh, it is quite the statement. Uh, I feel sorry for any drummer who has to follow this guy, because man, this stuff is impressive. Incineration of the Gods is probably my favorite song on here, but really, you know, the whole album is just pretty solid front to back. And uh, you can listen to it during your commute to work, either in the morning or in the afternoon, and probably. Get it all in. So, if you're not really into uh, you know the faster stuff or the kind of death metal-ish uh, kind of stuff, you may not like it. But you should really give it a chance. There's some really uh, groove-laden riffs on here, even though the drums are you know really high BPM uh, for most of the songs. But uh, I really enjoy it, and this is some of the only death metal that you can actually understand the lyrics to, which is which is nice. Some of it's a little much, but uh, if you're needing a uh, death metal fix or maybe white grindcore, uh, you should check this one out and you may really enjoy it like I did. My next recommendation comes from the great state of Texas and it is the band Spirit Adrift with their Enlightened and Eternity album. This was the album I discovered them and really fell in love with this band. It was a very close second to my favorite album which was the Witch Hazel album I mentioned a few minutes ago. This band doesn't seem to amaze me. Uh, everything they put out, and they just have all their influences like right there in your face. Yet they keep the spirit of drift sound, which is amazing. That they really don't veer from it. Like you can tell from the tone and from the style of playing uh, who it is. But every song sounds a little different. I mean, they don't really, uh, don't really repeat themselves too much, which is pretty awesome. You know, some of it might have some uh, 80s drumming influence. Some of it has uh, some modern stoner metal stuff. It all works, and uh, I I really like this band. I'm rooting for it to be one of the biggest bands in metal, because uh, God knows that the uh, bands at the top kind of suck nowadays, if you know what I mean. Um, So, yeah, Spirit of Drift. Check them out if you have not. uh, Check out all their newest releases. They actually have one coming out this year, which is a... Original and covers compilation, which I'm pretty excited about, that they released uh, two songs off of, a Hollow by Pantera cover, and an original one, which is might be my favorite Spirit Drift song yet. So, yeah, do yourself a favor, check these guys out, and dig into their back catalog. It's all really good stuff. Uh, The next one I want to tell you guys about is a band who I am familiar with and friends with called Never Fall. They are from Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, if you heard these guys and didn't know that, you would swear they were from the Bay Area because uh, this is a pure Bay Area thrash through and through. Um, they are not ashamed of it, and nor they should be. Uh, they're a bunch of young kids. I say that because I am 42 and they're all in their 20s, so I'm extremely jealous of their stamina. But uh, enough about that. Uh, so yeah, just check this one out. This is called Admit 1. It was uh, released back in uh, June. Uh, it's six songs, about 20 minutes long. All killer, no filler, as they say. I highly recommend checking this one out uh, if you're a fan of any of the barrier thrash bands, Exodus, Testament, uh, Death Angel, yeah, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Never Fall from Greenville. Hopefully, like uh, Spirit Adrift, they become one of the uh, bigger thrash bands in the next uh, decade or so. I think they really deserve it, and they have the uh, chops for it, which is more important. So, check them out. And also, uh, be sure to uh, keep an eye on their tour dates. They, uh, they play a, a lot, so um, they might be coming to a town near you if you're listening to this, especially on the East Coast. Alright guys, for the last recommendation, we are going to go back to Germany, and I'm going to tell you about a band called Stallion and their album Slaves of Time. The only thing these guys are a slave to is a huge, mighty, fucking nasty riff. Because this album has got them. Uh, they're very glam influenced in the singing department. Don't let that scare you off because uh, this uh, this band is fucking legit. I actually discovered them back in January of this year, but since their album came out in 2020, I figured I'd let you guys know about it. Just take the good elements of glam, like the fun, the originality of the early glam stuff. You know, um, early crew, uh, maybe early rat, kiss, stuff like that. And uh, these guys just crank it up past that. Man, what a discovery. I can't believe I've never heard of these guys, but I'm glad I do now. Hopefully they'll make it over to the U.S. one of these days, uh, close to me, so I can see them. They look like they're a lot of fun on the videos I've watched, and uh, you can tell in the songwriting that these guys just uh, live, breathe, and eat heavy metal and everything about it. I always enjoy a band who has a shame and just puts out what they love. It's, uh, it's what true artistry should be and never shy away from. So uh, I hope you guys have uh, discovered something I've recommended. On the uh, wasteland, whether it's off this episode or any past one. And uh, yeah, there will be uh, more episodes uh, in the pipeline coming uh, later this month and in the near future. So, uh, as always, guys, stay safe and stay heavy. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: Dude, Jason, that is badass as usual. And thank you so much. And please check out the Ale horn podcast where I was a guest on Jason's show. Uh, earlier this week you can find it in the same place you can find the metal forge on apple spotify etc thank you again so much so let's get into this this for all you frank Frazetta fans out there this is skulovich death dealer, death dealer. All right, metalheads! I'm being joined on the line right now from Pennsylvania with the proprietor of one of the sponsors you hear on the show, uh, Unchained Tapes. I have uh, Chevy here with me, dude. What's going on?
2: Hey, what's up? Not so much. How are you,
0: man? I am doing fairly well. Uh, it's you know, it's just past Derby season here, so hopefully everything in the Louisville, Kentucky area gets back on track so to say and and the roads start to feel less congested
1: (laughs) so i can actually
0: get around to some some shows you know
2: yeah philly's uh, starting to warm up too finally i mean we're we have a very we just hit a cold spell today but hopefully it'll warm back up tomorrow
0: hell yeah and you know it's the weather is is crazy all around like i I saw where some places were already getting like tornado weather and and stuff like that it's like Screw a bunch of that, you know, because yeah. I I absolutely hate that shit.
4: <laughs> I could sleep,
0: I could like sleep like a baby in like a thunderstorm, but once the wind is kicking, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about Skullovich, your band today. All right. So tell everyone out in Metal Forge Land about about Skullovich.
2: So uh, Skullovich is a little project of mine. I thought of way back in high school didn't actually get to form it till uh 2019 2019 with my buddy tyler we used to play in a death metal band called harrowing and once that started splintering off we're like hey let's play some thrash metal like old school slayer and he was like "Hell yeah and we just started writing some tunes but we wrote some shit to put on for a demo but after covid hit we were like all right let's just put our little phone recordings out on a demo tape and see if that gathers any attention. Surprisingly it's, uh, we made 25 tapes, tend to give out to friends and all of them are in homes right now, so completely sold out of a uh, five minute long phone recording demo tape.
0: That's awesome. That already. Led, yeah.
2: Led us to, uh, starting to get back together last summer to, uh, start rewriting some tunes and getting, getting demo two underway. So, we did that in the winter and that's all out people are starting to enjoy it we uh hired some new guns to play live shows we actually just played our first show last week and people are really digging us we sold out pretty much all our shirts we're actually scurrying around right now to get new shirts printed for very soon
0: definitely and that's always the thing i i love diy Of anything, Uh, that independent metal band thing where everybody it's like a rite of passage. Everybody has to go through that DIY where you're trying to make demos, CDs, tapes, whatever you want to call them in the cheapest form possible. And you want to do shirts in the cheapest form possible, so you can at least just have something to give out to fans, uh, whether whether you're selling them, whether you're just like, hey, man, here, just take this, listen to it, tell me what you think type stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, both of us, well, Tyler and I, when we first started, this, we both knew that we were both very rooted in old school punk music. And especially with the DIY attitude of that, we wanted to explore that with... Uh, the band even though we're like mostly just nerds that play fantasy music these days but originally when we formed it we just looked at it straight as punky thrash metal so pure diy attitude for everything
0: right it's always nice because there's a documentary out there called american hardcore where henry henry rollins i don't have you seen that actually
2: I've heard of it from some of my buddies, but I haven't sat down to watch it yet.
0: You should. It's really good because, like Henry Rollins talks about how they were taking uh, record jackets apart. They were un. They were like taking a blow dryer to the seams so they could actually find out how they would have to go to the copy and print place to print their own record jackets and where they folded and glued them themselves and stuff like that. So yeah, that whole DIY mentality is super cool to me. Like my band, on our first demo that we had done, we had taken uh, black spray paint and spray painted the insides of CD cases to make to black out the case completely.
2: Nice. So very spinal tap.
0: Very much, yeah. And, <laughs> and and to this day I only know of th- of uh three bands that have had entire or well, four bands now that have ever had entire black albums, and that's Metallica, Spinal Tap, My Band, and Prince. So <laughs> 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 But yeah, the um just the whole rudimentary thing of how to get into something and do it from a very based base setting. Is super cool to me.
2: Yeah, And yeah, I applaud any band that goes the DIY route for anything.
0: Definitely. So the Skolovich demo one is the is the phone recordings, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was like overdubbed, and I used like some fake audio mixer app on my phone to like make it sound clearer. And I like overdub solos over it like later during quarantine. To make make it sound more fresh rather uh-huh. than just a muddled mess.
0: Absolutely, and you know what's crazy about it is like when I listened to it the first time, I it seriously has this feel of straight up eighties demo.
2: Yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. That's exactly what we went for. It. Um, "Flames of Chaos" that was written like years ago when it was just a jam band with my high school friends and it eventually turned into that but a storm i like wrote it like in the middle of a practice tyler dug the shit out of it instantly started headbanging to it he's like oh this has to be like the opening song for anything we do now so that's set in stone and but those two songs they're they're very special to me i'm glad people really dig them too
0: definitely and I think that's the thing where you know you all, most musicians always have an affinity for like the first things they ever write yeah because I think being an artist is when that changes things and, and you just that's when you realize that I can do this which is definitely pretty yeah. hard so the, the other demo came out uh, back here just a few months ago in March yeah which yeah. is three songs it's just under 12 minutes which again has this total straight up DIY like eighties feel to it as well. Musically it's, it's obviously it's a little bit better as, as progression goes, it, it, it should be a step up, which it is. So what's coming up after that?
2: So we're already uh, writing more songs. We, uh, when we wrote demo two, we wanted to keep it like a mix of everything. our, motto for going with Demo 2 was power, speed, and death. With Keeper of Fate you can hear like the old school 70s art rock vibes and especially like US power metal on it and we wanted to keep that melody moving forward. Nightmare, um, we, I wrote that like while in the mask binge and I was like, ah, we need to just explore just heavy sounding shit too. Death Dealer though, that we wrote that uh, back in 2019. That was supposed to be on the uh, demo recording, but we didn't finish the song before quarantine hit, so it was just like a 30-minute teaser for the end of the tape edition.
0: Okay. So, yeah. so when the pandemic really hit, you guys kind of just hung it up, then.
2: Yeah, we kind of had to. At that point, we were also doing our death metal band, and <laughs> it was funny. We uh, got together for a practice. I think april of 2020 and tyler had an acid trip so there was no practice it was a trip sitting experience for all of us uh after that point we couldn't really practice after that so i was like i'm gonna see if i can overdub some of these skulovich recordings and see if people enjoy them and um 2021 came I was like, I'm gonna make tapes for my friends and they all convinced me to make it public and I put it on Bandcamp on my birthday and sold out within the summer and pretty proud of it to this day.
0: Hell yeah. And see, that's always rad is when you can put stuff on there and and just it it's it's well received.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it got a lot more attention than either of us anticipated and at that point we realized that this is our shot at doing something with our lives in terms of music.
0: Definitely, definitely. I can, I can relate to that for sure. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit our web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com.
3: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwellshousemusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got
4: Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We have got drums. We've got sound gear.
1: We've got keyboard.
2: It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two, so you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. (laughs) Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pento?
0: No? You ain't no Band. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit? Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford?
3: Neither one because they stopped beating their
2: wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn
0: myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all
2: people. No. <laughs> <laughs> weird.
1: It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast. Available everywhere. And thank you to Big Exports Radio for being a proud sponsor of it's gonna get weird frank green scott clark yeah
0: so when it comes to to actually like the band inner workings are you all in the same area do you do you actually get together like you know once once or twice a week to practice how does that work for you guys
2: uh so tyra and i we like to try and get together at least once a week just to jam and hang out and stuff but the rest of the band, we're scattered everywhere. I'm from Philly. Jose, our new bassist is from, uh, Allentown, PA. Uh, Sean is from like Southern New Jersey and Tyler is like right across the bridge from me to, and going into Jersey. So it, it takes a little effort to make sure everyone's schedules are free to practice. We, um, before our first show, we actually only had two full practices as a full lineup before our show, and people thought we were practicing for months on end, so I guess we're doing something right.
0: Well, absolutely. That seems to be the case with a lot of bands that I've noticed these days, is they will have uh, members scattered all over the place, and maybe we will get together uh, maybe once or twice before the actual tour begins or anything like that, shows, whatever, and we'll just hammer out the songs for a couple of days and then just take it and go run with it.
2: Yeah. We like to try and do at least two practices a month, but you know, with schedules that we can only do so much
0: for sure. I get that. So you're, you're, as you said a minute ago, you're, you're currently writing for something new. Is it going to be like another uh, demo or are you actually going for like an EP or a full length? How How are you going to do that?
2: So we're shooting for a, sh- uh, a full length, though. I mean, I'm not opposed to doing another demo and just release like a demo trilogy, but current plans is to write, uh, four to five more songs and re-record everything we have and just release it all as a full length. We're going to try and start recording. I want to say hopefully in the winter, but knowing how Solovitch rolls, it could happen in like late into next year
0: okay understandable because like i said you do have another few things that you do uh, aside from this so getting yeah. getting busy with that and versus you know anything else yeah i get that so you had mentioned the thing of recording the the demo songs again and adding another four or five songs to it now, do yeah. you, other than the what you've done on the two demo recordings, do you actually plan to go to an actual studio or a friend's like home studio, or do you have a home studio now, or are you building toward it towards one?
4: Uh,
2: at
1: this rate, it
2: all depends on our budget. Like um, uh, demo two, we went we went with an actual recording engineer. He normally does sound engineering for midnight's live shows and I helped him put out his punk band demo tape so kind of had a freebie right there with uh, recording so I got a good hookup on that he actually showed me a good bit on recording so I could do it on my own free time to help speed up the release but uh yeah it all depends on our budget for late like, moving on we would like to do like an actual Studio, we did that for our death metal band years ago. That was a fun experience.
0: Going to the studio really is a to me, it can kind of get nerve wracking because I, I look at the clock and I see dollars ticking away. <laughs> so,
2: oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I see it.
0: And I'm just like, come on, guys, get your shit together. Come on, come on. Let's see. As little is <laughs> as, as, as little takes as possible, you know, get it, get it done in like two, maybe three takes. That's it yeah but and but again it's the d- diy thing in me too yeah <laughs> i want to switch gears i want to ask you because we've talked about skulovich here let's talk about unchained tapes also all right so tell me Thank about that. tell me about how unchained tapes began
2: okay that is a good story to talk about actually so uh i was mentioning me and tyler's old death metal band um yeah, when we put out the release, uh, I went through, I think, CD baby to print out CDs out, um, and me and the guys were talking like, hey, I, c- I know how to dub tapes. Do you want me to release tapes? And everyone was like, sure. And I put out tapes, uh, it was limited to 20, but I think I only printed 10 because it wasn't really selling. And I thought about it. I was like, I kind of like printing tapes for bands. Maybe I should do something with this. And I thought about researching how to do this kind of thing. And um, during 2020, during quarantine, um, I had a job, but because it turned remote, I was stuck at home, not really doing anything and still getting paid. So I just took the money and just bought like a hundred blank tapes. And I bought a uh, cassette duplicator. And I was like, I'm going to bootleg some demolition hammer tapes as a test run. See how this goes. Oh, I also bought a new printer to properly print J cards. Okay. And I designed my own compilation of demolition hammer demos. I just figured, Oh, I'll do a compilation of all their demos. And I looked at it. I was like, wow, this looks kind of professional, not amateurish. And, I hit up Cruel Bomb. I'm not sure if you guys had them on the show, but they're really killer PA thrash metal. And they were like, yeah, dude, let's do some tapes. Sold out. And I was like, I got to keep doing releases and 20 releases. Uh, then yeah, I put out about 1500 sets all printed and dubbed by myself.
0: Wow. And, and you just bought like duplicators. That's it. And you yeah, just...
2: I mean, yeah. When I first started out, I didn't know like what I should get, so I just bought according to budget. And the one I got, it was weird. Uh, you put the master tape in, and there was three that you could record on. One ate the tape. Two, uh, the second, so- the B side would be a slightly quieter. Mm. And the third one, if you didn't clean it, it would warp the sound up very slightly. So I had to constantly clean this machine like, every few tapes recorded. And then once I made some money, uh, I got a brand new one, and it works like a charm. It's, uh, it's a Sony machine, too, so, you know, it's good quality.
0: For sure. And they're not entirely cheap, but they're not crazy expensive either, right?
2: Oh, yeah. I spent, I think, 250 bucks okay. on this tape duplicator. Wow.
0: See, I've always been fascinated with, like, how tapes have come back into circulation again, where I noticed bands around the Louisville area starting to print tapes again back in around 2012 or 13. And I was told from somebody, it's like, well, you know, their fan base, you know, for the guys who are printing tapes in these bands today, their fan base are getting all these these cars handed down to them that still have tape decks. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, I didn't think about it because like for me, when I started getting cars with CD players and stuff before the aux- auxiliary ports were put in there, I was like, wow, holy crap, this has a CD player. What am I going to I got, <laughs> got the giant book of th- of CDs to take with me. So, it it's interesting to go back to a technology like that.
2: Yeah. And I know tapes are a lot cheaper than CDs, and especially records. So I know supporting bands by getting a tape is like the cheapest way to go about it. Like I'll admit, I probably haven't bought a CD in like a few years, but since I can't always afford to get a record from my favorite underground bands, I'm always I'm either messaging them if they have tapes planned, or just buying them tapes from them right cuz i if i don't see tapes on someone's Bandcamp page i'm emailing them like hey you need tapes mate
0: absolutely and 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 why shouldn't you you know because that's yeah. one of the things now where the the independent music scene today you can go through pretty much anybody for any any type of your release you can hit up so and so to do your vinyl release you can hit up so and so to do your your cassette release and somebody else can do your you know your cds and even it just not limited to the physical media like that you can actually even reach out to people to do like patches and shirts and stuff for you and and everything and because there's always somebody it seems like that's involved with something else like that somebody knows somebody who who they they recommend you know
2: oh yeah there's connects for almost everything once you start networking in the uh music industry, you'll have a connect for uh, almost everything. Like my uh the guy that recorded my other band Bassacross, he was like, Hey, my little brother makes patches. I was like, oh, let me hop on that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And to me, I'm that guy where I'll go to a show and I will buy patches before I'll buy shirts. Yeah. And because I don't have the you know, sometimes depending on who you're going to see, forty five dollars to thirty to forty five dollars, just say to buy an actual shirt. Yeah. So I'll buy a patch if they have that. And but I don't like to like leave a show empty handed either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the only shows I come back empty handed are like the bigger shows. Like for instance, like I was just at Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. I've seen all those bands. I already have merch from them, so. It's like ah, I don't really have the money to sit this show for this, but like tomorrow I'm going to a little Testamental show, and I'm pretty sure I'll be walking out with a tape from someone. Oh hell yeah!
0: You know that's interesting that you say that about the uh, the Testament and Exodus Bay Area Strikes Back tour. Which is totally awesome to me because looking at like the ticket prices on that tour, they were really inexpensive. Yeah. Compared to. I mean, they're a some, little
2: bit expensive here in Philly. They were about, uh, with the uh, Ticketmaster fees, totals were 50 okay.
0: But Okay.
2: It's, it's still kind of cheap compared to like bigger bands like Maiden and Priest.
0: And, and even still, like Maiden and Priest. I think both times, or all, no, two of the three times that I saw Maiden, uh, I paid like $110 after fees. Yeah, same and, here. And I've... it was like super close still. And, yeah. you know, one time I bought lawn seats that were like 25 bucks. <laughs> but,. <laughs> But yeah, it's not like going to see like Metallica or anything like that, where they've pretty much handled all of their general admission was like a hundred and thirty-five to a hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit mutt with Unchained Tapes. Can you give us some insight? Maybe let some uh, cat out of the bag on some upcoming releases.
2: Uh so I'm gonna be honest. Um, so I have like a a quick workaround time. Like once a band hits me up. I'm like, all right, give me like three weeks. That's all you need. I'll have it. Like, um, I'm actually, after this call, I'm going to be putting around a J card for this, uh, metal punk band called Wild Times. Uh, I forget where they're from, but they, uh, showed me their new release. I was like, damn, this is good. I agree to releasing this. So I'll probably be out when they decide to release it, which I, think is late June. Like I said, I have a quick workaround, so they'll have their tapes in time.
0: Absolutely, which that's that's pretty cool. That you yeah. know, because especially like in the vinyl world these days, that's it's crazy. Because the last time I priced vinyl, they said that there was a year wait before you would have it. Yeah. And for a being a musician, that that if you are not constantly like putting stuff out. It's it's hard to stay on top of that and and you know you could really be forgotten pretty fast.
2: Oh yeah, especially like,
0: in the digital yeah. age. And to sit there and to say that okay, it's going to be a year before you get this. So, it's like do you do it at that point? Do you do a vinyl? And with vinyl being so popular uh to fans, do you take the time and say, "Okay, well, here's this. Here's a digital copy for your vinyl purchase, but you just know in a year that you're actually gonna get a, a physical copy of it, and then it's like, yeah. Do you even still play those songs a year later because it's been a yeah. year, you know?
2: Yeah, I'll admit I have like a uh, record pre-ordered from uh, twenty. Like, I don't even remember when I pre-ordered it, and like I messaged the label a while ago. It's like, hey, dude, I know the vinyl pre- pre- plan is crazy, but uh. What's the record coming in? He's like, man, I wish I knew. I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's insane.
0: Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So let's go ahead and, and ask you some general profile questions, switch gears over into that and right. find out more about Chevy the person, uh, rather than the label proprietor and musician. What's the best advice someone has ever given you?
2: I mean, it can just be generally summarized as uh don't give up. I mean, years ago I met uh WWF wrestler, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Nice and he autographed yeah, he autographed my uh picture and it just simply said dare to dream and I like really took that I was like I could be anything I want I was like I don't really know what this means but I'm going to dare to dream and yeah here I am
0: (laughs) hell yeah I am a huge hot rod mark so oh yeah absolutely Uh, Roddy Piper you know one of the best ever Uh, what is the worst album by your favorite band (sighs)
2: Okay, so I'm just going to name a few Then there is obviously Lulu from Metallica (laughs) I want to say Forbidden From Black Sabbath Wow I try listening to all the 90s Sabbath releases It's just, that one does not do it for me I love Sabbath I don't hate it It's just, But Sabbath is one of my favorites So I'm just going to say that album
0: If you had followed your dreams as a child What would you be doing right now?
2: Same thing same thing nice that's all always- i was uh yeah when i was very little uh there's vhs tapes of me just moshing around the sex pistols i actually dug it up recently i was like daddy's little boy what the hell is this i put it in. first thing i see is my dad saying uh daddy's little mosher and here's here's me just running in a circle to uh sex pistols. I was like, oh my goodness, nothing's changed in 20 years. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And my dad got, yeah, I, I guess this is a little embarrassing and cringe for me to admit, but like 2005, Guitar Hero came out. That was my dad's birthday present for my mom. And I was like, this game looks stupid. And he started playing it. He's like, son, play this. And I was like, I'm going to pick Iron Man. And like, I, I, when you're seven, you have like such a broad imagination. And I'm like imagining myself playing to a crowd to black Sabbath. I'm like, well, that's it. That's what I want to do. And just years go on. And I've, eventually get a guitar, start learning, boom, here I am today.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And see, that's I predate the uh, the guitar hero thing, and when I actually had picked it up the first time, it was so awkward and foreign to me, that I was like, yeah, what the fuck? This ain't playing guitar, what? Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's completely different.
2: Yeah, I remember years ago, I was like, let me play this again, this is for all nostalgia's sake, and I couldn't play it. I got so used to playing actual guitar. I was like, how do I play this? What the fuck?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what's your biggest regret?
2: I have two regrets in life. Not seeing Van Halen and not buying Emperor's Return by Celtic Frost for $10 when I had the chance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There was this old record store I went to as a teenager. They refused to sell records for what they were worth. It will always be $4 or $10. bucks. i have bought so many old school metal records there. And I saw Celtic Frost. I didn't really know them at the time. I was like, well, oh, this is such a cool cover. And I went back. I told my dad about it. He's like, you should have bought that. I was like, damn it. And I went back the next day and it was gone. I was like, damn it.
0: Right. It, so is the store still there?
2: Oh, yeah. No. The uh, Both the owners passed away. And- oh. I think in 2018 but yeah, the, I was actually their last customer before the first owner passed.
0: Oh man, see that that's yeah. awful. I mean, yeah. I think music stores, you know, should take a hint from stuff like that. Uh record stores in particular because, you know, sometimes it is if it's something that's really sought after, you know, you don't have to gouge people for stuff.
2: Oh yeah. Like, I'm not going to name drop, uh, the record store, but me and my girlfriend were, uh, going shopping on record store day at this one kind of indie rock kind of place that sells a lot of old school stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we were looking through Led Zeppelin. Both of us have been record hunting since we were kids before the, uh, the hipsters took control of it. And I was like, well, let's see what the Zeppelin price is. I was like, 60 bucks for physical graffiti? I bought this for eight. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: And I mean it's, it's, the bad thing is is like those are all being remastered and repressed now. Oh yeah. So you can get like one through four for like twenty bucks. And, you know, that's that's a good thing for them is they're not charging like some of these bands are where they're charging like forty dollars for that shit. You know. They're, yeah. they're they're on the lower end side of it, but it's still Sometimes it just it doesn't justify. It's like the originality of an album. I don't think justifies the cost. Sometimes, you know, charging oh, not at all, uh, charging five hundred dollars for a band's album that might be still sealed. You know, that's it's like who who comes up with that price? Other than the fact of I really don't want to get rid of this because it's a keepsake for me. Yeah, that's the way I see
2: that. Yeah, I have a few records that like I like to sell and I know what they're worth. Well, worse. Right. In quotations. And it's like, I don't want to sell for this price, but I could use some money, but I end up selling things like cheaper than their actual worth. Cause I like to see them go into new homes where they'll be better appreciated.
0: I get that. And like that whole mentality of like, okay, well, we're going to give you half of what we're gonna sell sell it for. So it's like, what? Yeah. You know, there's a place that I used to frequent and I haven't been there in a long time because of that reason. And it was just like, Well, I know you're gonna put hundred and twenty dollars on it, but you're gonna give me like fifty. What the hell? What do you invest too much time into?
2: I'm just so caught up with I these days I just juggle around between my nine to five job playing shows and my tape label. So Right now, my main focus is just everything into music and making that money to afford to continue doing music. Right on. But, yeah, I mean, in my free time, I am a fucking nerd and just, I delve huge into, uh, Conan the Barbarian comics and, uh, obviously video games. I was playing Elder Ring, but I got bored of it. Um, so I'm going back to the old school days with God of War. <laughs>
0: okay. Right on. Yeah, you can't go wrong with like the old school Conan comics either. Because oh, yeah. I like a lot of the um uh, you know, fifties, sixties, seventies and eighties era comics. Uh, don't get me wrong, like when I really first started into the comic thing, it was into the nineties and yeah. it was like the uh, the clone saga in Spider Man. But, like, going back and seeing, like, older comics and such, you know, there's some real gems out there,
2: for sure. Yeah, It's not always
0: a key issue.
2: Yeah, I grew up with a lot of, like, 70s and 80s uh, horror pulp comics. So, lots of my inspiration musically and even imagery for the lyrics comes straight from those comics I grew up with. Like, I'm I'm trying to write a song. I, I, like... I want to write a song called Buy This Axe I Rule, taken take straight from Cold the Conqueror. I just see that comic book cover, I'm like, man, that'd be such a cool song.
4: Yeah, for sure. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon Crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day, all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to NightDemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of The Wesling Steve Show here. Uh,
0: so if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling! Hey, Metalheads. It's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road new albany indiana 47150 business hours are monday through saturday 11 a.m to 7 p.m sundays are 12 to 6 all sessions are appointment only so give them a call and go get you some new ink or if it's your first time go get your first one baby so since you uh, got a late start today and you woke up a little bit late what's your favorite breakfast food
2: uh, I am a simple man with simple ideals. I just like my honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's just quick and easy since my work days is basically wake up, eat breakfast, leave. And that's like within 20 minutes. But on weekends, I like to have eggs and whatever, like, Sometimes I'll cook the eggs. Sometimes my girlfriend will cook. Like this morning, we both woke up late, and the cats woke us up. And she's like, "Hey, how's the uh, egg and potato uh, breakfast wrap sound?" I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds good."
4: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that's awesome. You you don't like put uh, onions or anything in the eggs and
2: potatoes, do you? Uh. I still have my plate with me. Yeah, she put
0: onions oh, in it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I, something about the, the, the flavor that, that onions give eggs and potatoes, it's just a straight, I I think I'd rather starve.
4: <laughs> yeah. It could be
0: Gordon I mean, Ramsay she- cooking it. And I'm like, nah, I'm not fucking <laughs> eating it, dude. <laughs> Uh, what album is an absolute playthrough for you?
2: Uh, lately, I've, I'm just going to say uh, Team Trick, Dream Police, because that's just what's been on my playlist lately. I've just been spinning all the classic Team Trick just a lot this week. I just I went to uh, one of my bands play at Death Metal Festival, and Death Metal isn't exactly my thing, unless it's like first wave black metal influence. So the day after that fest, I was like, I need 70s hard rock right now. And I just skateboarded to work with cheat trick and with, uh, uh, General Giant. Yeah. But okay. cheat trick has been on the playlist all week for me. Just I think I've spun dream police like 50 times this week.
0: Hey, and that's awesome because I get that it doesn't have to be all heavy all the time. You do need, oh, yeah. you know, different colors of things. And I always say that you can have heavy without necessarily having distortion.
2: Yeah, that is actually, like, a big influence for solo bitches. When we came back, I was like, y'all, Tyler, uh, I know we're a thrash band, but I'm accepting my love for, like, 70s nerd music. I want to start exploring that. And, like, dude, he's like, dude, I fucking love Deep Purple and Rainbow. And we're like... All right, we're just going to start calling our band Slayer meets Rainbow and that's right. what we're doing musically is like we're exploring like that old influence from the 60s and 70s and we want to bring it into our mix so we're not just like another band that sounds like the 80s. Right. We want to bring in we want to break we want to take the influences is that the 80s fans we're influenced by it, to put it into our own music to try and make it sound more unique. I guess you could say in today's years.
0: Absolutely. I could go ahead and get behind that because again, you know, it's many different colors, you know, it's different shades of, of different colors. Oh yeah. For sure. So as always links will be listed below. So please give a like a share and a follow, uh, go to the Bandcamp page, purchase whatever tapes they have left, sell them out. If they don't have any we of that. we just
2: put out more shirts too. So, uh, buy the buy shirts that. on there.
0: <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Buy the shirts on there. Do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody before we go today?
2: Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Brian Micus of Trader. He's the dude that recorded our demo and got us for our very first show. So, big shout out to him.
0: Hell yeah. Absolutely. I usually ask a question at the, the last deal is, the, you know, what album changed your life? But I'm not going to ask that today. I'm going to throw a, throw you a curveball here. I'm going to ask you to give a piece of advice to somebody who is wanting to start a label. Just what would you tell them?
2: Make sure you got the funds to do it. And do not be afraid to network at all. I am an introvert. I when I'm at shows, I try to avoid conversation, but do not be afraid to socialize, send emails, message your favorite band. Sometimes they'll respond, sometimes they won't. Don't be afraid of being let down. Like I've had people hit me up and, like, and they don't understand the way I work things, so that was chances lost. I've emailed other guys and they never responded, so don't be afraid of what you, your response might be in terms of networking
0: definitely I will second that as well. don't be afraid to send that email or make that yeah. phone call what however you have to do it don't be afraid to do that. I agree with that because for me doing this show I get I have to send a lot of messages I have to send a lot of emails I have to follow up on emails and you know yeah. just to get some guests on the show and yeah you have to be able to do that for sure
2: oh yeah. Networking is pivotal for anything these days.
0: Absolutely. And again, the funding aspect of it, for sure, you know, go out, make sure you have the money to do it because it is a, you know, it can be expensive. I agree with that. And, you know, just finding the like we were talking about the DIY thing earlier, finding the most inexpensive way, but most professional looking way for you to do something.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Which brings me to another point. Um, know your worth as a label don't
0: yeah don't just don't put out everything
2: I I started off charging very cheap prices I mean you had to it's just starting out but as I've developed my sense of professionalism with the label I started knowing my worth so I'm charging the price I know is right and the band can charge $8 or $12 for all I care as long as I make my money right and see that profit <laughs>
0: definitely i'm 100 agree with that dude chevy thank you so much for coming on the metal forge this week this has been super oh, fucking yeah. rad off of either of the two demos what do you want me to play out hmm.
2: play nightmare
0: all right so you heard him this is nightmare
4: Yet now, it's circling the its shadow. It's so it's spell. the of the Living!
0: Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. you'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com slash metalforge radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.